Welcome back to Rough in the Basket. I am Noah Burnt, your host, accompanied as always by my co-host, Brennan Carr. Uh, it has been a long week waiting for the weekend, waiting for those playoff games coming up to determine who is going to be in the Super Bowl. And uh, we got a rematch, which is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals. And we also have seen something we've seen before, which is uh, the Cowboys choking. We've seen that uh, basically every year. Yep. Um, so here we are again. It happened. Uh, but all right. Well, I, I, first, I want to hear your thoughts on the game, because I have some some controversial uh, comments to make about this game. Yeah. Well, first of all, Stephen A. Smith, absolutely. Again, having another field day as per usual. Cowboys. She's uh, I don't remember the last time they've made the conference championship game it was probably back when they were winning in the 90s. It's been a while. Um, yeah, this was a game where. Dak Prescott, I don't think, played his best game. Uh, he had a couple of interceptions. He didn't look sharp. And I think the 49ers kind of capitalized on that. The defense somewhat kept them in this game, but like Brock Purdy didn't make any, he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't make like too many mistakes. And I think they just kind of, the 49ers made more plays at the end of the game. Obviously, you have that crazy play that Mike McCarthy tried running when. You know, there was like no time left on the clock, putting Zeke Elliott at center and snapping the ball to Dak and throwing it to Kevontae Turpin and just immediately getting tackled. That was ridiculous. But yeah, the Cowboys, man, like this was a team I feel like, you know, kind of Super Bowl or bust this season. Um, I think there was a lot of expectations for them. They won 12 games in the regular season. And, you know, I think this was... I just don't see a path path for them to make their roster much better than they have than they are right now, unless if they like knock the draft out of the park. But you know, Dak Prescott, I think his uh, salary cap number next season is going to be like fifty million dollars. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott, they might be able to move away from him, so I could see Ezekiel Elliott not being on the Cowboys next season. And you know, they have they have some guys they have to bring back. Tony Pollard being one of them, I think he could be a guy that gets the franchise tag, but. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are it's a disappointing, you know, end to their season. Uh, you know, the I, I didn't expect them to beat the 49ers, but like, you know, I think they had a chance, but their offense just was not putting up enough points. And I think outside of CeeDee Lamb, I think you could really use a number two receiver and you got rid of Amari Cooper, which I feel like was a bad trade for the Cowboys at the time. And now I feel like that's really not paying off for them. So yeah, I feel like the Cowboys, like, you kind of just have to kind of run it back next season. Maybe you can somehow make a move, but I don't really see any wiggle room for them to get better. So they, I guess you could just run the same roster next season and see what you can do. But, yeah, this was a very disappointing performance, and I think some assistants got fired. Uh, I know they retained Dan Quinn, which is huge for them. Obviously, he's a key part for their defense. He's calling the plays, and they've been – really outperforming expectations when Dan Quinn's been their defensive coordinator. So maybe that's a sign that Mike McCarthy could be on the outs after next season if he doesn't perform up to expectations and Dan Quinn takes that job. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, the Cowboys, again, another disappointing season. And I feel like if you're a Cowboys fan, you're really getting sick of it. And J Jerry Jones went after the game was basically being like, I'm, this is sick. Like it's sickening, you know, like the same old stuff that you've been hearing, but yeah, this team really needs to kind of figure it out.
Yeah, I think Jerry Jones deserves definitely a lot of blame for what's happened with the Cowboys throughout the last several years. I mean, I remember that span where uh, I believe it was in the 1990s or 1980s when they were going through a really uh, hot, hot season. They were, I think they made the championship or NFC championship like four straight years. It was something like that. They made it to the right. Super Bowl, won it once. And uh, they ended up firing one of the greatest coaches of all time. And that's kind of like just characteristic of the, of the Cowboys, really. I mean, they shoot themselves in the foot a lot. Uh, but one thing I want to say is that, you know, I hear constant blame on Dak Prescott. I'm going to say this. Dak Prescott did not have a good season. He did not play well in this game. But to put all the blame on him is ridiculous considering that they at least they got to the point where they were able to expel some of their former demons and beat a team in Tampa Bay. They have not been able to beat ever since Tom Brady has been a quarterback there or Tom Brady in general. I don't think they've ever beat him if I'm um, correct on that. So for them to be able to do that, I think is huge for one thing, but um, Dak Prescott was a big reason they won that game Four touchdowns, 305 yards. Uh, you know what Ezekiel Elliott did in that game? Uh, 13 carries for 27 yards. That's 2.1 yards a carry. You know what he did in the last game? All right, 10, 10 carries, 26 yards, 2.6 yards a carry. You know what he did last year when they faced the 49ers? 12 carries, 31 yards, 2.6 yards a carry. You see a theme here. You see a constant here. And it's Ezekiel Elliott is not the guy he used to be. All right, Tony Pollard, a big reason why they won against Tampa Bay was the rushing attack with Tony Pollard. He put up 77 yards, averaged 5.1 yards a carry. Everybody can see that Tony Pollard is the dominant back now. And if they weren't close to end zone so many times this year, Ezekiel Elliott's stats would have been so much worse. His stats were padded by how many times they got down to the one or two yard line and then just used him to, to bulldoze his way in there. And I think Ezekiel Elliott deserves a lot of blame considering he's the second highest paid running back in the league, has a second highest cap hit of any running back i believe the only one that has a higher one is either it's either christian mccaffrey or uh aaron jones so with that being said i mean he deserves a lot of blame i believe there's a 10 million dollar cap hit to delete him off the roster cut him this offseason and i think that's something that they should consider doing if they could work around that 10 million dollar uh threshold because i mean look time and time again in the playoffs he's not there you see every single year, he he's not explosive like he used to be. He's a short distance back now. He's a guy that he he can he can still put a definitely help out a team that has a Super Bowl caliber caliber roster to at least get into the end zone. But I think he deserves a lot more blame than what I'm hearing because I just keep hearing Dak and like, you know, at least he did his job last game and Ezekiel Elliott didn't didn't do his job the other two games that they played against the 49ers over the last two years in the playoffs. So that being said, I mean, they got to do something about Ezekiel Elliott in the offseason. Yeah, I think Ezekiel Elliott's probably going to get traded if I had a, or cut at least, I think, if I would have to guess. I think, I think, I like you said, I think there's an out for them this offseason. I think they'll probably do it. And I think they should probably consider bringing back Tony Pollard. I think that's the best decision for them. So it says that their dead cap, so the dead cap for Ezekiel Elliott this past season was $30 million. If you cut him, you eat $11.86 million. So the dead cap goes considerably down if you cut Ezekiel Elliott, which I think is probably the best option for the Cowboys. You know, it's a guy who's going to be 28. Like he's obviously has not been that same guy he was earlier, earlier on in his career. So I could definitely see the Cowboys doing that. And obviously, you know, there's going to be some free agents they have to bring back. Dalton Schultz being one of them. Uh, you know, there's guys like Leighton Vander Esch and Anthony Barr, like those te types of guys you have to 
you, you would probably consider bringing those guys back. Um, so yeah, the Cowboys, I feel like there's not that much room for the, for them to get better. So they kind of have to run it back with the same roster, but you know, Dak Prescott, I don't think he, I think last game he didn't play great, but I think all overall, I know the turnovers have been a big conversation, but like, that's a stat where like, you know, it might not be the quarterback's fault all the time. There might be miscommunication. There might be a drop by the receiver. There might be a tip ball. Like, you know, I think Dak Prescott is still a very good quarterback. I would say he's a top 10 quarterback in my opinion. And I I just think that last game that he kind of, you know, didn't really play up to par and you have those bad games. And, you know, unfortunately for the Cowboys, it kind of came at one of the worst times it came into the playoffs. So yeah, the Cowboys, you know, if you could run it back with the same team, maybe you can get some different results, but I don't see them. I don't, I don't think they're going to be a team that wins the Super Bowl next season, unless if like, you know, some of their guys, if they can again, knock the draft out of the park and maybe they can finagle their way into making a move. But yeah, I, I just don't see it. I don't think they can surpass the 49ers. I don't see them surpassing the Eagles. Like it'll be tough, but the Cowboys will be a good team next year. Still, I think. Yeah, and also, like, keep in mind, like, Dak Prescott was facing a generational defense. Like, the 49ers are one of the greatest defenses we've seen ever. I mean, like, they're just – dude, they're so good, man. They're so good. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, going on to another game, the Bills and the Bengals, this was another big one, uh, a little bit of – actually, a pretty huge surprise there. Not so much that the Bengals won, but just how much they won by and how dominant they were. Um, I think – you know, I saw before the game that they were like the underdogs by five points, which I think is kind of disgraceful. I mean, to, to yeah, say that's a crime. Underdog, yeah, to say the underdog by maybe like two points or something, like that's fair. But like five, five and a half points, it's crazy. I mean, Joe Burrow, January Joey, earning that nickname more and more every year. Uh, made yeah. it to the Super Bowl last year, getting sacked like an average of seven times a game during the playoffs, somehow made it to the Super Bowl, improved their offensive line this offseason, got some more help for January Joey, and now look at him again, one game away from getting back to the Super Bowl. It's amazing to see what they've been able to do and how they've been able to put it together. And once again, I always say this, it's always like so many people that get so optimistic or or so pessimistic after the first two games of the season or the first three games. And I think the Bengals were like 0-2 and, and Joe Burrow threw like four four interceptions his first game of the season. And everybody was like, oh, it was a fluke, you know? And it's just like, this is another example. Like don't, after two, three games, don't feel like you're you're down and out or you're like the king of the world if you start out 3-0 and or 2-0. and It's like, there's a, there's a whole, whole nother season out there. So with that being said, um, I mean, dude, this game is going to be crazy. Uh, Chiefs, Bengals, but um, the Bills losing, right? So I've heard that, I've heard some people say their window is closing. I have a different opinion. I think they have not been able to get through um, to the playoffs, to their destiny where they wanted to be the last few years. But I don't think their window is closing at all. Last year, they came so close to making it to the Super Bowl. The NFL rules were a little bit different in the playoffs last year. Maybe they would have defeated the Chiefs if they had a chance at the ball. Um, now, obviously, in the playoffs, I completely forgot about this up until about last week. Now, the playoff rules are different, and uh, both teams get a chance at the ball, regardless of if the, the first team that has the ball in overtime scores. The second, the other team will have an opportunity to make it into the end zone as well and tie the game, which I think is fair. But um, a big piece of that was because of what happened with the Bills last year. Um, and I think the Bills are not dead and and done, and you know they they're gonna have to have all this um all this dead cap over the next few years. They're not gonna have all this cap space. I still think 
Josh Allen had a bad game against the Bengals. Props to the Bengals defense. I think this is more on the Bengals defense than it is Josh Allen having a bad game. Last year against the Chiefs, put up four touchdowns, throwing. I believe he had one rushing as well. I'm not too sure about that. But um, point being, this guy makes plays. As long as he's there, they're going to have a chance to break through. I'm not saying they're going to next year, but all it takes really is just one off game by somebody and they're there. So I think it's a huge over-exaggeration that their window is closing or it's closed. But what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, the Bills, I think their window is I don't think it's like rapidly closing, but I feel like maybe a little bit, um, you know, especially with like the Bengals and how they're, you know, a better team than the, and then the bills, the chiefs are a better team than the bills. Like the chargers, if they were healthy, like they could be a better team. I think Jacksonville's coming. So maybe the window's closing a little bit, but you know, I think Josh Allen, I, I feel like in this past game, I don't, I don't, really put too much blame on him. I know there was some like bad throws and stuff, but I also, I feel like for some reason, the bills were doing a lot of like deep. I, I know Josh Allen has like one of the best arms in the NFL and the guy, he had a crazy throw in this game. I believe he made to like Gabe Davis or something, but like, I know like you want to like chuck it deep because he has such a great arm, but I feel like also if you do a lot of quick game stuff, if you throw some slants or some, you know, if you run some like option routes or whatever, like I feel like if you do more of like the short and intermediate stuff with the bills, I feel like they could be a much better team. I think even you saw it in the game against the dolphins, there was a bunch of times where Josh Allen was just throwing it and chucking it deep. And like, you know, I I just feel like if they play a little bit more, like, uh, closer to the line of scrimmage and not like take a bunch of deep shots. I feel like they could be a much more fluid, uh, fluid offense. And I feel like that would be a good thing for them. But yeah, I think the bills, like, I wouldn't say like their Super Bowl window is like shut, but like, I think it is closing a little bit with these teams that are, I feel like in the AFC that are getting a lot better. You have a bunch of great quarterbacks in the AFC. Josh Allen's fantastic. I think he's a top three, five quarterback in the game, but you know, it's you want to see the team get a lot better. I think outside of Stefan Diggs, they I feel like Gabe Davis has kind of been hit or miss this season. I feel like you need a more consistent option as your number two receiver. I think they cannot run the ball for the life of them. Like Josh Allen basically is carrying their run game too. Like you need somebody back there. You can hand the ball off to them. Like Devin Singletary is not really doing it for me. James Cook's not really doing it for me. You need a guy you can rely upon in the run game. They need that. I also think the Bills offensive line's not that good. I think we've seen that time and time again. The Bengals weren't even really blitzing Josh Allen and they were able to get pressure on him. Like like Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard were just able to to penetrate and get pressure on Josh Allen, even with a bad, you know, with only rushing like three or four guys. Like it's it was crazy to watch. So I think Josh Allen just needs more help. I think if you know, the play calling could be a little bit less aggressive. Like you can take your deep shots, obviously with a guy like Josh Allen, but don't do it like almost every single play, like take, you know, the short intermediate stuff, maybe get another receiver in there. If you can draft a running back, if they can draft B. John Robinson, that would be great. But, you know, I think the bills still have a lot of needs um, on this team. And I think their defense also was just banged up. They don't, they haven't had Vaughn Miller in forever. Their secondary was banged up. They didn't have Micah Hyde and like like uh, Tredavious White got injured in this game. Like I don't know. I think 
they're kind of similar in the Cowboys where like, I don't know if they can make their team much better. Cause they're like minus 20 right now and minus 20 million in cap space right now. So they're going to have to make some moves, probably restructure some contracts to make cap space. But yeah, I think the bills, they just kind of maybe get a, get a, a better running game. Don't have Josh Allen basically carry your team. Like in football, you need a more complete team. And I feel like it takes everybody to win in the NFL. Like you just obviously having a great quarterback helps, but help them out a little bit, get him another receiver, get him a running, a, a better running back and maybe try and improve the offensive line. And I don't know how much wiggle room they have to do that, but maybe they'd be a little bit more aggressive uh, this off season while these other AFC teams are kind of leapfrogging them right now. Yeah, that's fair to say. So with the upcoming um, the upcoming matchup in the AFC Championship, the Chiefs and the Bengals, who do you got? Man, so I had said that I, that I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, the more and more I like think about it and the more like closer it comes to this game, I'm a little bit less confident. And obviously Patrick Mahomes right now, it seems like he's not, he doesn't have a limp, which is great, but he also has a high ankle sprain. So we don't really know how that's going to look like when he's playing on the field. Um, I think like I, I should stick with the, the Chiefs since I picked them, but honestly, I feel like Cincinnati is going to get it done. And I think if Cincinnati, the running game is starting to get hot and the Chiefs have not really been able to stop the run. If Joe, I think Joe Mixon is going to be a huge factor in this game. I think the last time these two teams played, Samaji P. Ryan had like 100 rushing yards. So I think that's going to be something that you have to keep an eye on. And obviously Joe Burrow, he's just, he's so good at getting the ball out quick. I think that's going to be a factor. And I think the Bengals defense also is starting to, kind of come on a little bit. We saw it last week with Josh Allen. And I think Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are kind of similar quarterbacks. So you can kind of play them the same way. And this is, and again, like I know this is cliche to say, but the Bengals have had the chiefs number, you know, throughout the last two seasons with Burrow. And I feel like that definitely plays a factor. I know it's in Kansas city, but this Bengals team, I feel like might just get the job done. And I think it'll be a close game. Like I don't think Mahomes is going to be that limited, but I feel like obviously that kind of changes the game plan a little bit on defense for the Bengals. Um, but I think I'm going to pick the Bengals and I'm going to change my pick. Uh, I, I just, I think if the Mahomes, the Mahomes injury is going to obviously play a factor. I think there will be a lot more running in this game as I think than people expect us. I think people expected uh, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen shootout. I think we're going to get more running of the football in this game. I think Joe Mixon, like I said, it's going to play a pretty big factor with the chiefs who have not really been able to stop the run. Uh, I think that that's going to be, a, I think that's going to play a huge factor. And I think I'm going to lean Bengals to beat the chiefs. Yeah. The last two times the Bengals have played the chiefs, they've won 27 to 24. And actually uh, funny enough, Mahomes worst game of the season was actually debatably against the Bengals this year through for, I believe, one touchdown, like 220 yards, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely limiting limiting what uh, Mahomes normally does. So I think on top of that, him having that injury is going to limit his mobility a little bit. And like you see Mahomes and when he is limited within the pocket, I mean, one game that really like rings rings my uh, my mind is, um, you know, a few years back, I believe they were playing, who were they playing, man? Uh, it was in the... Yeah, I was in the Super Bowl. It was the the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
They're yep. playing them. And um, I mean, they really kept Mahomes in the pocket and he wasn't as effective as we've seen in the past. And I think that's going to be huge. The Bengals are going to have the advantage this week. And I think yeah, I agree with you. I think the Bengals are going to get it done. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's probably going to be separated by a field goal. But uh, I will say I, I do think that the Bengals defense can do enough to slow down Mahomes, and especially with the injury. And, uh, you know, hopefully I, I'm rooting for the Bengals. Honestly, I want to see Joe Burrow get a Super Bowl so bad. Yeah, um, I think this is kind of almost the perfect storm for the Bengals because Mahomes was healthy. I it would be it'd still be very close. I might have eaten the Chiefs, but. We'll see how much of a factor the high ankle sprain is going to play. I know, like, right now, like, again, we're not seeing him limp or anything, but, like, I feel like that's going to be totally different when he gets on the football field. Like, a high ankle sprain hurts, man. Like, that doesn't just heal after one week. So, I think there's going to be a, a little bit of limitations. Uh, maybe the Bengals decide to blitz, which, if Patrick Mahomes was healthy, obviously that's a bad idea, but... Maybe they'll try blitzing them early and often to kind of see how the ankle reacts. And then obviously if he's still the Patrick Mahomes that we know, then maybe they kind of change up the defense a little bit and they can drop more guys back into coverage and make Mahomes kind of have to uh, dance around. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick the Bengals. And I know I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl like when we started the playoffs, but I don't know, man. I, I Something about the Bengals, and, and they really proved it to me last week when they pretty much crush the bills like this team's legit and i think they're really playing with a chip on their shoulder so i'm gonna pick the Bengals. yeah i wish i changed my super bowl prediction at the beginning of this whole playoff you know i, yeah, I know charges charges of the charges at the end of the day so yep. that's that's the way that franchise goes unfortunately but yep unfortunately so um another big result happened which is the eagles just annihilated the giants which i can't say i'm all that surprised about you know i think a lot of people Thought the Giants were going to pull it off. You know, they're riding the Brian DeBull train. They were riding uh, the Giants' recent success. And then, you know, Danny Dimes just fall, uh, fell right on his face once more. And, yep. uh, you know, the Eagles are just <laughs> – they're good all around, man, honestly. Um, I think I've been I've been doubting them a lot this season, and they've kind of just proved me wrong time and time again every test they've had. But this upcoming test that they have against the 49ers – is massive. Um, I I think for me, I believe the 49ers are going to win this game just because of how good their defense is and, and just the the overall experience that this team have ha- has had in the playoffs. They made it to the Super Bowl once, made it to the, um, the NFC Championship game last year, uh, and now they're doing it with a guy that was – it's basically – he's basically an undrafted quarterback. I mean, he was drafted with the last pick of the draft, I know, but – I mean, it's amazing to see like what has happened with Brock Purdy and just the, I mean, I did not expect this. I don't think anybody expected this much sustained success from him. And uh, I mean, again, makes me kind of question a little bit about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and his future, especially because, man, I don't know if Brock Purdy could do this in everywhere else in the NFL. I don't know if you could throw this guy into the Giants, if he could put up the numbers he's he's having now, if you put him into the um, I don't know the Texans if he would be having the numbers that he would be having right now. I mean, he's just he's I, I don't want to call him a system quarterback, but the 49ers are just so good with what they do and putting the right personnel in the game at the right time. And I mean, when you have uh Brandon Ayuk as your basically your your fourth uh option for a wide receiver, because yeah, you might say, Oh, Debo Samuel is Brandon Ayuk, but then you have uh Kittle, you know, and then you have Christian McCaffrey who basically serves as another wide receiver. I mean. 
that's a dangerous football team. And then you have Elijah Mitchell uh, coming off the bench as well, who's kind of struggled here and there. But, um, I mean, last year we saw what he was able to do. So 49ers are stacked, man. I don't – I really think Jalen Hurts is going to struggle this game. I think this is finally – this is the biggest test of Jalen Hurts' career. And if he makes it a Super Bowl, I mean, he'll prove me wrong because, I don't know, man, I see him – not throwing a, a passing touchdown and maybe having like two rushing touchdowns and like two interceptions and, a, and like a forced fumble. I just, I mean, it's just, it's not anything against him. It's just the 49ers defense yeah. is good. But what are you thinking? I think that's in the range of outcomes because this 49ers defense can just like, they can hit you right in the mouth, man. They're so good. But I think this is like the unstoppable force meeting the immovable, immovable objects. Like, I think this is like, Honestly, I think this is the Super Bowl for me because I think these are the two best, well, like from top to bottom, two best teams in the NFL. Uh, you know, you got the the Eagles offensive line going up against that 49ers defensive line. Like that is a super heavyweight matchup. Like I think you're talking about the best offensive line versus the best defensive line potentially in the NFL going at each other. That's going to be huge. Um it's going to be a great game. I think I, I think it's going to be a lower scoring game, though, because I think it's going to be really defensive heavy. Um, you know, you got, again, you got the <laughs> unstoppable force meeting the immovable object, I think. Um, the two best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. So who I think is going to win? Again, this is kind of similar to the Chiefs and the Bengals. Like, I've had the 49ers meeting the Chiefs in the, play, in the Super Bowl, but... Again, the more and more I think about it, I feel like the Eagles just have, I think the advantage of Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy, I think is going to matter. And Brock Purdy, like, he's been fine. And I, I've been relatively impressed by him, how he's been able to kind of handle the situation as a seventh round draft pick and being Mr. Irrelevant. But this is probably the biggest test that he's going to have too. This Eagles defense is is no, no slouch. James Bradbury and Darius Slay is the best cornerback duo in the NFL. You've got Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham on that defensive line with Fletcher Cox. Like it's a it's a very, very good team from top to bottom. And that's going to be something where I think Brock Purdy could struggle. And I think that 49ers offensive line really like outside of Trent Williams is not very good. And I think that could be something where if they can get pressure on Brock Purdy and have him run around in the pocket and I think that's could be a huge, huge uh, disadvantage for the 49ers. And I feel like that could be what this game comes down to. And I think Jalen Hurts, like, you know, I don't know how good he's going to play in this game, but I think he'll play decent enough and make a little bit, some more plays than Brock Purdy will, I think, to put the Eagles over the 49ers. So I'm going to pick the Eagles. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. Like I said, I think this is going to be more so a defensive game. But this is like strength on strength. This is again the unstoppable force meets the movable objects. Like this is going to be a a clash, and I'm super excited to watch it. And I think these are the two best teams in the league. So I think I'm going to pick the Eagles though to win, and it'll be Eagles versus Bengals for me in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it might come down to a last second field goal to be honest. And uh, who better to seal the deal than you know the the golden leg? Uh, Robbie Gold never missed a field goal in the postseason. Shout out Robbie Gold, 25-25 and uh, 38 for 38 on extra point attempts in the postseason. That is absolutely crazy. I I swear, every time I hear the uh, the announcers or Tony Romo talking about him and he's like, oh, never missed a kick in the postseason. Let's see. They're like trying to do the announcer jinx and it just doesn't work on him. 
It's crazy. So again, I don't know, man. I mean, it might be wild to say that a kicker might be the the X factor for the game, but I think it's going to be a close game. And I think Robbie Gold is going to be the difference maker. So you heard it here first. Yeah, I can see Robbie Gold hitting his uh, his prize picks field goal mark one and a half. I think he can go over that. So if you have, if you have prize picks, put some money on that. But yeah, I think this is going to be, again, I think these are two, the four best teams in the NFL, I think, made it to the conference championship game. And I think this is going to be uh, two fantastic games. I don't see, like, one team getting blown out and the other, like, you know, dominating them. I don't see that. I see a close game. And I think these two, the four teams that are going up against each other, I think just match up very well. Yeah, dude, this weekend, this Sunday, cancel your plans. If you got a girlfriend or whatever, just – Break up with her before it. Uh, you <laughs> it's know, game. If she doesn't like football, just watch the game. It doesn't matter. Worry about yep. that the next day. We, we got to prioritize what matters in life, and that's football, and that's good football. Totally. Bengals and Chiefs, always a good time. And also 49ers against Eagles. I don't see either of these two games disappointing. So yeah, I don't either. It's going to be good. So I think that is going to wrap up the podcast um next week definitely finally gonna bring up some nba i mean i know it's been a while yeah. but you gotta understand we're busy out here you know there's a lot going on been been keeping up with the nba haven't watched it as much as i would like to but this week definitely gonna dive in deep on some stats watch some nba basketball uh while i wait for the super bowl coming up in a few weeks so brandon you got yeah. any final comments of this podcast yeah we're definitely going to hit on basketball it's been a while but you know, with that week between the conference championship games and, you know, the Super Bowl, you have the Pro Bowl. But I think, you know, we should definitely get into some basketball. There's some good storylines to talk about. And we have the NBA trade deadlines coming up. So we'll kind of break down what could happen and kind of go over just like the landscape of the NBA. We'll definitely do that next time. But thank you guys so much for listening to Rough in the Basket. You can follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. You can follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. You can follow me on Twitter at BCAR underscore 13. And you can follow Noah on Instagram at mburnt 37 Noah, do you have anything for me this week? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're becoming an XFL podcast really soon. Oh, uh, yeah, let's go, uh, man. Dude, XFL's coming back February. You know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson probably going to win yep. the Royal Rumble tomorrow and then uh, be the owner of the XFL while he's, yeah. you know, defending, <laughs> trying to get the title off Roman and uh, WrestleMania. Yep. So we're going to see what happens. It's another hot take. Shout out to Chief Talk Wrestling. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to Rough in the Basket, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.